Hello, this is Andrew Gomison here with the Speaking for Him podcast. Very grateful to be here with you on this first Friday in May. As you are listening to this podcast, uh, it marks 49 days in quarantine for me. Um, so I'm coming to you here from my home studio. Um, very grateful once again to be able to bring you some new podcast content. And today I want to talk to you about The Chosen, Episode 4. Before I do that, I want to just encourage your heart um, that God is with you. Uh, He knows what you are going through. He said, I will never leave you or forsake you. And so my listener challenge for this week is to share with um, us as the audience, how has God provided for you? Um, how has he seen you through this quarantine time, this lockdown time? Um, if I, if someone were to tell me on March 13th that I would still be uh, at my home on April 30th, I would have said, you're nuts. I couldn't do it. There's no possible way that, humanly speaking, I could be this guy that wakes up um, every morning glad to to be alive and and finding productive things to do I just I couldn't see that I was just thinking at that point about um, getting back to work after the three-week layoff that we were told to take initially and then things continued to progress and continued to to become even more and so this is where we find ourselves Um, but I think that uh, actually this episode of the chosen that I'm going to talk about really helps us in this regard uh, because in this episode Peter himself uh, finds himself in a desperate situation one that he cannot remedy no matter what he decides to do about it and so uh, it is up to God and God alone through the person of Jesus Christ to make a difference in this situation now before we go on any further I want to share a little clip from episode 4, and this clip is dealing with the uh, miracle of the fish, so I will play that for you, and then I will come back and continue our conversation. Put that down for a catch. A little farther out. I don't have a quarrel with you, teacher. We've been doing this all night. Oh, 
from me. I am a sinful man. You don't know who I am and the things I've done. Don't be afraid, Simon. I'm sorry. We've waited for you for so long, we believe. But my faith, how sorry. Lift up your head, fisherman. Follow me. All right. Well, there you have the uh, clip from The Chosen, episode four, about the miracle of the fish. And so the way that this episode begins is really uh, a situation where Peter. It's already kind of been established that he is struggling uh, financially and he is uh, looking for a way to pay his debts. And so he has contracted with the Romans to turn in people who are fishing on Shabbat. Um, Basically, the situation is this, that... um, the Roman governors don't charge taxes uh, for fishing on Shabbat because they know, or Sabbath, because they know that the that the Jewish uh, people aren't allowed to, by their religious practices, fish on Shabbat. And so anything that they catch on Shabbat is under the table, so to speak. And so that is the premise um, by which this, this works. And so... Peter is seen in the beginning of this episode leading Romans supposedly to people that are violating um, the tax laws and fishing under the table, so to speak. And what happens in this situation is that um, he ends up 
leading the Romans astray and into a sandbar to help protect his his fellow fishermen, um, James and John and Zebedee and the like. Uh, but he asks for something in exchange. He asks for part of their catches for for their bounty so that he can use that to pay his taxes and they um, of course refuse and get upset about that and so um, what what continues throughout this episode is this struggle that Peter has with his his earthly circumstances and reconciling that with a God who is overall one of the interesting uh Things, one of the interesting creative things that they did with this show is it, it's, it really shows Peter's wife as this faithful follower of the one true God and Peter as one who greatly struggles with his faith in the one true God and she is kind of his true north. She's kind of helping him to find his way or at least praying for him to find his way. Of course, there's only so much that she can do apart from the Lord Jesus Christ, um, definitely. But as we go through the, the podcast, or the podcast, as we go through the episode, we find that Peter is in this constant struggle. He wants to uh, be able to provide for his family. It's not happening uh, the way that he wants it to. Uh, he's been less than honest with his wife as a result because he doesn't want her to worry. Of course, um, she, it's kind of implied that she assumes maybe the worst, like maybe he's cheating on her or something like that, and he comes to her fairly, fairly early on in this episode and says, I'm not cheating on you, but I've been fishing on the Sabbath in order to try to provide for you, but I have been unable to do so, so far. And so the discussion comes back to, she's like, you need to get back to your faith in God. And you need to trust him to take this situation and make it better than it is. And of course, he's struggling and they bring in the situation with um, his mother-in-law who is ill and she wants to care for um, her in their home. And Peter says, we can't handle feeding another mouth because we have to feed ourselves we have to provide for ourselves and so there's tension there as well and so it's really um building up to uh the scene that you heard a sample of uh early on in the show that i played for you where uh peter finally goes out and he realizes he basically has one night to um make uh a miraculous catch of fish or he's going to lose everything. He's going to end up in jail um, and not be able to provide for his family. And of course he, he goes out on the ship. He's first by himself. And then some of his other fishermen buddies, Andrew, James and John, uh, they come out and they're helping him because even though they got upset with him for finding out that he was, um, contracted to turn them into the Romans, he still had, they still had this attitude of, we want to help you, Peter. And so they're out there fishing with him. And, but before they come on the scene, Peter's basically having it out with God. And he said, 
um, you know, you, you, you let us out of Egypt, but then you had us wander in the wilderness for 40 years talking about the Jews in general. Um, and then just talking about the struggles in his own life and saying, sometimes I wonder if you really think, if you really treat us as the Jews, like the chosen people, like you say you do. And so he's having this whole, uh, conversation with God that if you are this good God, why are you not providing? And then, of course, his friends come on the scene and they are trying to help him catch this fish so that he can then bring the miraculous catch to um, the the people, um, who the tax collector Matthew, and to the Roman authorities so that, that he doesn't lose his business or worse, go to prison. And then uh, at the end of this horrible night of course um, he sees Jesus on the shore teaching and at first he thinks these are the Romans the jig is up they're coming to take him because he had said uh, to one of he had said to Matthew he said if if they want to find me if they want to take me in then uh, you can tell them to find me on the water because I have been given this ability to fish um, for my livelihood and that's what I'm going to do to provide for my family and so that's kind of what he decides is I'm going to uh, do my best and if I if I have to go out I'm going to go out fighting for my family fighting for what's right fighting uh, for the very uh, the very uh, necessities of my family and so that's that was his attitude and he sees these people uh, listening to Jesus on the shore, and again, initially, he thinks that they're Romans getting ready to take him in, and then he realizes that they're not Romans, that they're townspeople, and he sees Jesus speaking, and then as he comes into the shore, Jesus asks if he can use his boat. Um, and after uh, doing some teaching, then Jesus says, uh, as Peter's getting ready to put away the nets, he's discouraged, he's frustrated, and he says, um, uh, go, go and put out your nets for another catch. And uh, Peter says, I have no quarrel with you, but you're not a fisherman. I've been fishing all night. I don't have anything to show for it. Um, and he just looks at Jesus and when when I read it in the scriptures, I get this idea that Jesus was just that kind of presence that people would look at him and say, there's no one that's like this man. No one talks like this man. When, when Jesus spoke, he spoke with an authority that um, the rest of us have no concept of or ability to speak with uh, because he is, of course, uh, the son of God. And so he can he can speak in ways that we, in fact, um, cannot. And uh, you definitely see this with Peter. He's like, I don't know who you are. I don't know what kind of background you have. But at your word, I am going to let down my nets. Well, he lets down his nets. And of course, Jesus provides this miraculous catch that he has worked all night on his own own efforts to do and all of a sudden uh, the the place is, is filled with fish 
and he has everything uh, that he needs to then pay the taxes and and get his family out of trouble and that is important but it's not the most important thing uh, that happens on the seashore because afterwards Peter realizes that Andrew was right because Andrew's been telling him through this episode this is the Messiah this is the one who can save us and and make things different for us now of course uh, the disciples never um, even after Jesus went to the cross and before the resurrection, they never fully understood what it was that Jesus was going to uh, release them from. I think a lot of people, even the disciples, initially thought, well, he's going to release us from the Romans. That's going to be his his uh, mission, is to get us away from Roman authority. And then Jesus begins to outline his, outline his plan, and he says, actually, I want you to be a servant. I am a servant to you. I've come not to be served but to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many and of course the disciples just didn't understand that when he said I'm going to Jerusalem to be killed um, Peter said far be it from you Lord um, but back to the ship um, Peter says um, depart from me for I'm a sinful man he didn't know a lot about Jesus but he knew that uh, he wasn't worthy to be in Jesus' presence. And Jesus says, Fear not, for today I make you a fisher of men. And I just think it it was very um it was very telling that Jesus did that and and was was so compassionate to Peter. And it reminds us of the compassion that Jesus has for each and every one of us. Um, and then of course it, the end of the episode shows a little bit of Peter's naivete because his initial thought is, well, why don't you, um, give us, uh, you know, help us to make a, a killing in the fish markets, um, you know, with your miracle skills and my fisherman skills, we could do a lot with that. And, well, that particular event didn't happen in Scripture. I think there was a lot of, again, a lot of thought as to the physical, practical deliverance that Jesus could give through his abilities um, because of a lack of understanding of the spiritual implications of such. And so I just really thought that this was a very powerful episode. Um, you know, Jesus... It's kind of interesting because Jesus bookends his ministry with uh, these miraculous catch stories. Uh, the one after his resurrection actually numbers the fish. Um, I believe it was 143 fish uh, that were found um, in the second telling of this, or the second iteration of this miracle. Actually, I just fact-checked myself, and it was 153 fish that were numbered in the second miracle of the fish. And I, I think it it kind of uh, is a really neat way for Jesus to bookend things because he's kind of proving, you know, hey, I'm someone of authority. I am the Son of God. I want you to follow me in the beginning with Peter. And then he's ending 
with the same miracle. And as a matter of fact, um, after the miracle of the fish, Peter himself says, oh, it's the Lord. He's on shore right now waiting for us. Um, and then he dives in uh, at, into the water and swims to shore uh, where he gets the opportunity, of course, to affirm that he loves the Lord three times, much in the same way that he uh, that he betrayed uh, the Lord. Um, or not betrayed, denied the Lord three times. Judas was the betrayer. Peter was the denier. Um, so, but it was... It's just really neat how this episode unfolds. And, you know, Peter doesn't know what's going to happen. But I think he does know that Jesus cares for his needs. And so if Jesus can do what he did that day on on the lake, then maybe um, life isn't so hopeless afterwards. And I think you'll see... Um, these episodes build on that theme going forward as um, as the episodes build on one another and as we review uh, episode uh, five next time I do a review um, so I I hope that you enjoyed uh, this discussion of this episode and I think it really shows, um, to close this part of the podcast, it shows the difference between our trying to do things on our own and our trying to do things through the power of the Lord. Um, even in the Christian life and doing with the, in the Christian life the things that we need to do, that we very clearly need to do, um, even in those attempts, I think it can be uh, it can be very uh, easy for us to start to do them in our own strength. Start to say, well, I don't need uh, God to do this. Or I I, I have a pretty good handle on, on the Christian life. But like Peter, if we are uh, working without the Spirit of God, then we will be as one who fishes all night and catches nothing. Um, but with the Lord Jesus, we can be also as Peter the next morning when he catches more fish than he knows what to do with. Remember in Ephesians it says in Ephesians three twenty it says now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ever ask or think, to him be glory forever. And I think it's important for us to remember that as we are going through the times in which we find ourselves, you know, uh, you may feel in your current situation with this lockdown, uh, that you don't have the strength to go another day. Um, but if you have the strength to go another minute, do that. If you have the strength to go another second, do that. And know that Jesus is going to come uh, to you and give you the strength that you need to deal with whatever it is that you are facing on today. Not tomorrow, not next week, today. And I think it's easy for all of us, myself included, maybe myself especially, as I'm thinking about it, to think, okay, God, what are you going to do three weeks from now? And he's like, don't worry about what I'm going to do three weeks ago, weeks from now. 
worry about what I'm going to do today. You know, even with the podcast, that's something I've had to do since this lockdown is just be like, okay, Lord, what do you want me to share on the podcast today? And, you know, there's a certain amount of, of freedom with that because before this, I was recording at um, the WJQ Joy 99 studios, and I was always trying to get two or three podcasts together so that I could record and make the trip worth it. And, you know, I still I still think I, I may end up um, going back there to record. I prefer to have my co-host um, you know, and recording with me. And so, and I really appreciate the use of the radio studio and, and the equipment that that affords me. Uh, so I could see myself going back there, but it's just, it's been kind of a relief to only have to come up with one episode per week and say, okay, God, what is it that you're telling me to share today? So I just want to, by way of a little bit of housekeeping at the end of the show here is to let you know that especially during this time when I am here in my home doing my podcast by myself, having your feedback, having your input is something that is very important to me. So if you have something that you would like to share on the podcast, you may go to my blog at speakingforhim.blogspot.com and that will run again at the end of the show. You may go to my blog, record a voicemail, and I will answer any questions or uh, share any comments that you want me to on the show. If you don't want me to share your question or comment on the show, that's fine, but the feedback still can help me create future content for the show. The other thing is, if you were listening last week, you know that John Hewlett was my guest, and I'm very thankful for that. He was able to join me via a Zoom conference, and we were able to record the whole podcast on Zoom. So even though we are on, in very in very different locations in the state of Michigan, we were able to be together for that show. So if you um, would like to come on and be my co-host uh, next week, and and you want to join me on a Zoom call for that purpose... I would encourage you to contact me. Again, the information, my email address will run at the end of the show. And you can hit me up and let me know that you would like to be a part of the show. I much prefer having a co-host to doing this by myself. It's kind of refreshing that I'm able to do it myself. But I much prefer being able to do it with the help of others. So I just wanted to make that clear. As I'm ending the show, remember I asked for your feedback about how you're coping uh, this quarantine. What is God teaching you? Um, how are you getting through each day? We need each other. We need to know these things. We need to know um, stories of hope. And I would love to share your story of hope on the next episode of the Speaking for Him podcast. Well, I think that's all I have time for today. I hope that this review of The Chosen Episode 4 uh, was of benefit to you. Remember, The Chosen um, is a eight-part series uh, produced and directed, and I believe written as well, by Dallas Jenkins, son of the uh, well-known Christian author Jerry B. Jenkins. 
and I just think it's it's very well done. Uh, there's a lot of historical uh, research that has gone into this series, so I want to encourage you to download the app in your preferred app store and watch these shows and consider making a contribution for season two of the show. Um, because it's just really neat that they're allowing people to watch it for free and then make a contribution to pay it forward uh, to continue the uh, project because he wants to do seven or eight seasons. So I would encourage you to check that out and um, to use this use this show, use this time to challenge your family and friends and um, just have good discussions with your children. You know, you're spending more and more time with your children these days with all the schools shut down and with no social activities crowding our calendar. So what better time than now to, to start conversations about the Lord Jesus and about what he wants to do in our lives. All right. Well, with that, I will simply say, uh, have a great weekend and keep serving the best of masters. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at Speaking for Him. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review.